Amen. Greetings, beloved, in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? And just greet somebody next to you, say, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. <clears throat> when you were singing that song, you are the pillar that holds my life. How did you feel? Because I was just thinking, by the way, you need to understand what you are singing. I was thinking, if my life is held by the pillar Jesus, it cannot crumble. Amen. Amen. So if indeed Jesus is the pillar that holds my life, and he is the master Jesus, my life cannot crumble. And you tell your neighbor, my life cannot crumble. <laughs> because he is the pillar that holds my life. Amen. Amen. And as he holds my life, <clears throat> he keeps on being faithful. And we say, you are faithful, O Lord. You are faithful, O Lord. So as he gives me the promise, I hold on to that promise. Because he's faithful to keep it. Amen. Amen. So I cannot be defeated. Amen. I want to share with you today <clears throat> something that blessed my heart. And looking at what God's original intention was about you and me, because sometimes we hear a lot of what people say about us more than what God says about us. Do you know that there are some people who like investigating? I heard sister so-and-so was saying this about me. Were you there? And all this and all this. <clears throat> Why don't you ask, I heard God was saying this and this about me. Amen. And, and, and where are those notes? Where, where, where are those verses? What's, what's that verse where God says this about me? That's a good investigation. Amen. Because what sister so and so says about you doesn't determine who you are. Amen. You are who God says you are. Amen. Tell your neighbor I am who God says I am. So I won't spend much time investigating what somebody said about me. Tell them. Say, so I won't spend much time. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Amen. What matters is what God says about me. So today I want to tell you what God says about you. And you need to say that. God says you are blessed. Irrespective of whatever other thing that you know, you look around, you see this, you feel like that, you feel like that. But God says you are blessed. Amen. 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 Some of you say, I'm broke. But God says you are blessed. Amen. Some of you say, I'm sick. But God says you are blessed. Amen. Some of you say, I'm lonely. But God says you are blessed. Amen. 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 So I am who God says I am. Amen. And it means even my talk will start changing 
in line with what God says about me. Let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 27 and 28 in the message translation. I want you to look at God's original intent about your life. When he created us, he had a purpose. And let's reflect what he said about us, and then let's stick with it. Let's not be deceived by the enemy who will try to tell us something that we are not. Who will try to say our lives are in a mess. But I am who God says I am. Amen. And I'm going to live according to God's purpose. Genesis 1, and 28 in the message translation. God created human beings. He created them God-like. Okay. I like it. He created us to be like who? God-like. That's why I don't believe I was, we were created like chimpanzees. Because I don't believe God is like a chimpanzee. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's, that's me. He says he created us to be God-like. Mm, that's good. We are, fear, we are fearfully, we are wonderfully, fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. He created us to be God-like. Mm -hmm. Reflecting God's nature. Mm, that's good. How do you like that, Mr. MJ? Reflecting God's nature. Amen. 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 So as I'm moving around, I need to reflect God's nature. Mm. Continue. He created them male and female. Mm-hmm. God blessed them. I like those words. What did God do with them? God blessed them. Mm. And when you bless, you speak words. Mm. Listen, it says God blessed them, and then what do we call those two dashes, one on top of the other two? Eh? What, what are they called? Colon. Okay. Then it means God blessed them, not full stop, but we want to know what to bless is. Do it like you are blessing. Prosper. Amen. And say amen. So imagine you are sitting there, you are standing there. God is blessing you now. And he says, prosper. Amen. Amen. Mm. Reproduce. Amen. amen. Fill the earth. Amen. Take charge. Amen. I like that. You may sit there. So it says, I must prosper. I must take charge. Amen. That sounds better. It sounds better than being a victim of my circumstances. So I said what God says about me is what matters. So when he created us, his intention was that we are blessed and therefore we need to prosper. We need to, be mul to multiply, to be fruitful, to replenish the earth, to take charge. I like taking charge. And we, like, we take charge like God through words. Amen. Amen? So when God says, I am blessed, I'm not going to reverse that. Did you know that we usually reverse what God has said by our words? I want you to go to the book of Numbers. So today we're going to talk about God has blessed you. Don't reverse it. Amen. You are blessed. Don't reverse it. So go to Numbers and you will see this. Numbers 23, 
19 and 20, we'll do it in the King James. Numbers 23, 19 and 20. You are blessed, don't reverse it. Because your words can reverse what is supposed to be upon your life. So read it. Numbers 23, 19 and 20. Because I like this faithful God who keeps his promises at all times and he's got a covenant with me. And he said something about me which is more important than what, than what brother so and so says about me. Amen. Because I want to hear what God says about me. So when he says prosper, take charge. That's what I like. Read it for us, Numbers 23, 19, and 20, King James Version. God is not a man that he should lie. So it means you can depend upon him. Mm. You can trust him. Mm. Mm -hmm. No, a son of man that he should repent. Mm. As he said, and will he not do? Did you ever see something that God has said that he will not do? He's asking you. Mm -hmm. Or has he spoken, and he will not make it good? Mm -hmm. Behold... I have received a command to bless. I have received a command to what? To bless. To bless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And? He has blessed. So even God himself has blessed. And? I cannot reverse it. Amen. 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 So I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot reverse it. So I'm saying you are blessed. Don't reverse it. So if he has blessed, I'm not going to reverse it. Actually, I like it when it stays like that. Amen? Amen. Because blessing is better than a curse. A curse. So maybe if it was he has cursed, then I want to reverse that. Because I don't like a curse. But when it says he has blessed, he says I've received a command to bless. Because God has blessed and I cannot reverse it. So I'm also not going to reverse a blessing upon my life. I'm, going, I'm not going to reverse a blessing upon anybody's life. I'm going to speak a blessing upon you. Because God has blessed. And I cannot reverse it. Because if you <clears throat> always hear what people say or you want to talk around about your situation, then you're going to reverse a lot of things. But he says, God has blessed, I cannot reverse it. I'm not going to reverse the blessing. So when I say I'm blessed and highly favored, I'm agreeing with, with God. Because if I were to say I'm broke, I'm reversing the blessing. Because God doesn't say that. Isn't it? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. Amen. So God has blessed. I'm not going to reverse it. Because you reverse with your tongue. Because when a blessing is on you, speak that blessing. Continue to say what God says about you. I think the problem with most of us is we do not spend enough time with God. I heard that Pastor Josephine was preaching about sitting at the feet of the master. So if you are always sitting at the feet of Jesus, spending time with him, you will speak like him. Amen? Amen. You will think like him. You know the Bible says we've got the mind of Christ. Oh, yeah. Amen. You're going to start speaking like God. You were created to be like God. 
So as you spend more time with him, you will start speaking like him. As you spend more time in the word, you will be reflecting the word of God upon your life. I want us to go to the book of Psalms, chapter 45. We'll do it in the Jubilee translation. Psalms 45, verse 1. We will do it in the Jubilee translation. You can read it in NIV or King James, but I want us to do it in the Jubilee translation. Psalms 45, verse 1. (laughs) And I, I like this. I like to write my own destiny with my own tongue. Look at Psalms. And the way he puts it, it doesn't, you can't just write something that you don't have in your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what do you feed your heart, which is what you will say. So if you've been feeding your heart all these negative things, we will hear it from how you say. So read it. Psalm 45 verse 1 in the Jubilee translation. My heart is overflowing with a good word. That's what I like. What, what is your heart full of? My heart is overflowing with a good word. When other people's hearts are overflowing with bitterness, my heart is overflowing with a good word. So tell your neighbor, my heart is not overflowing with bitterness. It is overflowing with a good word. Yeah, don't allow, because if your heart is overflowing with bitterness, your tongue will be like a poisonous, it will be like poison of a snake. Because you are taking out that bitterness. So he says, my tongue, your, 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 my heart is overflowing. Continue reading it. With a good word. Mm-hmm. I speak of the things which I have done concerning the king. Mm-hmm. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. I like mm. it. Amen. As my heart is overflowing with good things, my tongue is like a pen of a ready writer. Amen. What is my tongue going to write? It's going to write my destiny. Amen. Amen. My destiny is not written by your tongue. My destiny is written by my tongue. Amen. 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 I like that. So you can't blame somebody for for your failures. Because you can say, my heart is overflowing with good things. And my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. I'm going to write these good things about my life. I have seen the blueprint. I have seen... I have spied my land. I'm like those 12 spies who went to spy the land. And the two of them were coming back like Caleb and Joshua, saying we are well able because I'm writing my destiny. I'm writing my destiny. And you know that the other 10, they wrote their destiny. They said we are not able. Even after seeing all that God has done, we cannot get in there. And that was their destiny. So my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. I'm, going, I'm not going to reverse the blessing of God. I'm going to keep on writing my destiny. What are the things that I'm looking for? Amen? Amen. Say, my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. My heart is full of good word. Amen. In the King James, he says, my, my heart is it's indicting a good matter. 
Amen. There is something in my heart that my heart is bubbling with. And I'm ready to write it with my tongue. My tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Tell your neighbor my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Amen. And what is that tongue going to write? Let it write what is coming from your heart. Because it says my heart is overflowing with a good word. But my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. So it's because God gives us his word that we should take it into our hearts and then speak it with our mouth. So if your heart is full of the word, you will speak the word at all times, reflecting what is in your heart. So go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 59, verse 21. We'll do it in the NIV. Because if your tongue is a pen of a ready writer, and you say, winter is coming, I'm going to get sick. You know, when it gets cold, my body, when, when the weather changes, my body catches the cold. My tongue is a pen of a ready writer. So it means as you're doing that, your, your tongue is a pen of a ready writer. And now you're writing that. And if Peter was close to you, he would say, Sister, the fig tree that you cast is withered away. You remember, he said that to Jesus. After Jesus spoke words, to the fig tree which were a curse. And he says, Master, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. So if you speak words and we see you receiving that, then we should say, you spoke it. He says, my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Go to that Isaiah 59, 21, NIV. As for me, this is my covenant with them. So this is how God puts it. He says, you may have your opinions, but as for me. <laughs> you see, when somebody says, as for me, they are saying, now we're talking about me, not you. Because you are human beings, you like changing. But as for me, this is my covenant with them. Mm. Mm -hmm. My spirit who is on you, will not depart from you. Mm. And my words that I have put in your mouth will always be on your lips. Okay. So, actually God has put his word in my mouth. And he wants that that word should always be in my lips. So my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Mm. Amen. Amen. Because as God, so this covenant that I have with God is based on the spirit of God upon me and his word that is in my heart, but it goes out through my lips. Amen. As my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Amen. So repeat that part, my words. My words that I have put in your mouth mm. will always be on your lips. Amen. On the lips of your children and on the lips of their descendants. From this time on and forever, says the Lord. Amen. So, the covenant that I have with God is that his spirit is always upon me. But he has placed his word in my mouth so that it, might, it must always be in my lips. So why is it always in my lips? Because I need to keep on writing my destiny. Amen. 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 
I need to declare, keep on declaring what God says. I need to say God has blessed, I cannot reverse it. I'm not going to reverse what God has blessed. I'm going to speak what God says about me. Because many people, like I said when I began, they are wasting a lot of their time inquiring what somebody said about them. And imagine if you use the same energy to inquire what God said about you. Amen. Amen. You hear somebody say, hey, so today, hey, the service was very good. You know, we taught the word that, you say, oh, tell me, what does God say about me? Amen. Amen. Instead of, what does sister so-and-so say about me? Were you there? Amen. Amen. My tongue is a pen of a ready writer. But it's because this word in my heart, there's a good word. I'm indicting a good matter. And my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. So he says, as for me, the covenant that I have with them is that my spirit that is on you will not depart from you. And my words that I've put in your mouth should always be in your lips as you keep on writing your destiny. And if that word is in your lips, he says it will also be in the lips of your children. Because as you speak it, your children keep on hearing that word. They also start speaking like that. And then it says, even in your children's children, that word should always remain. Did you know that children are quick learners? Mm. If you want to know what the parents of a child are like, listen to what the child speaks. Amen? Children will reflect to you what's going on at home. Amen? They will reflect it to you very well. Because he says, my word shall be in your mouth so that it will always be in your lips, but also in the mouth of your children and your, the mouth of your children's children. So as you perpetuate this legacy of faith, let it be that what you speak, your children hear it, and they also speak that, and when they have their children, let them also hear that word and keep on speaking it. Amen. Then we will be a blessed generation. Because we will always be speaking what God has said. So when you need to, you need to rejoice and enjoy the word. Do you sometimes study the word and as you are reading the word, you get a verse and it blesses your heart and you feel like jumping? My heart is, is overflowing with a good matter. And my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. So you need to receive the word as something that gives you joy. Go to the book of Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16. New King James Version. Jeremiah 15 16. Because the word of God should be something that excites you. Instead of being excited about gossips, be excited about the word. You know there are some people who like gossips. I get bored when somebody gossips with me. Amen. But if you want to excite me, speak the word. I believe that's how God is like. Because God is always attracted to his word. Because God and his word are one. Amen. Jeremiah 15, 16, New King James Version. Your words were found and I ate them. Mm. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Yes. For I am called by your name, 
Oh Lord God of hosts. I enjoy the word. I like the word. Amen. I enjoy the word. I like the word. Because the word to me is a precious thing. Amen. Amen. It's precious unto me this word. Just read it in Job chapter 23 verse 12 in the amplified version. Job 23:12 amplified. And then you will see that indeed we need to treasure this word about, above everything else. So that then we are not always thinking about what people are saying, but we are always meditating upon, upon the word. Amen? So that then our tongues will indeed be pens of ready writers. But all our tongues are pens of ready writers anyway. It just depends on what you will write. You know some pens write red, some write black, some write blue. Amen. But pens write what is filled in them. Amen. Amen. So your tongue will write what is from your heart. He says, my heart is indicting a good matter. My heart is overflowing with a good word. And my pen, is a t- is, my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. So let's listen to Job 23, 12, Amplified. I have not gone back from the commandment of his lips. Mm. I have esteemed and treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Amen. I haven't gone back from the word of his lips. I have esteemed and treasured his word more than my necessary food. So in essence, he wants me to ask you a question. How many times do you eat the word? Or how many times do you eat food? (laughs) So if you treasure and esteem the word of God more than your necessary food, what should be eaten more often? The word. So if you want to eat once a week and you eat the word just on Sunday only, and some of you, you even miss church, so you don't even eat on Sunday. So how do you treasure the word more than your necessary food? So if I treasure the word more than my necessary food, then I need to be like Jesus. You remember when Jesus, they were hungry, him and his disciples, they were hungry, and the disciples went away to buy food into town in Samaria. And as they came back, they said, Master, we've got food. Can you eat? Because they knew he was hungry. He said, I have food. My, 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 my meat is to do the will of the Father. So as long as I'm where God wants me to be. As long as I have his word, I'm satisfied. So he says, I treasure the word of the Lord more than my necessary food. Amen. So I'm not going to eat the word of God once a week because I don't eat food once a week. Amen. Some of you like breakfast. lunch, supper, and some things in between. (laughs) So you probably eat a minimum of five times a day. (laughs) And how often do you eat the weight? Once a month? Once a week? Once a day? But he says, I treasure the word of his mouth more than my necessary food. And when you have that word, 
it then fills your heart, and then you can talk and say, like a psalmist, my heart is full of a good word, and my, my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. I'm going to write that good word. It will proceed out of my mouth because I'm treasuring the word of his mouth more than my the word of his mouth more than my necessary food. So I treasure the word. I want you to go to the book of Joshua 1, verse 8. We'll do it in the King James Version, New King James. Joshua 1, verse 8. But I love the word of God. Amen. I like the word. And I, I, I enjoy the word of God. I eat it very often. More than once a day. Because I treasure it more than my necessary food. Amen. So that's sitting at the feet of Jesus. When people are busy, when the masters are busy, you are sitting at the feet of the master. Amen? You are sitting at the feet of the master, receiving from the master, receiving from the master. Even when you move out of there, you will be a different person. Amen. The Bible says, when people looked at the disciples of Jesus, they looked at them and they saw that they were different. And they said, oh, these ones were with Jesus. If you've been with Jesus... We will see and hear how you speak. And as you interact with the people, can people get encouraged to feel that this one, every time I'm close to this sister, I'm inspired. Amen. Every time I come close to this brother, I get encouraged and inspired. Amen. But some people, you get close to them. You, you go with a little bit of hope. <laughs> every time you leave them, your hope is gone. Isn't it? They are always taking from you. Always pulling you down. Always speaking words that are saying you will never go anywhere. Those are not good people. Amen? We want people that tell us what God says about us. Amen? Amen? We want people that tell us what God says about us. We don't want people that will destroy the little hope that we have. Amen. Amen. The Bible says a broken reed. You remember when it was talking about Jesus? It says a broken reed, he will not finish it off. And he says a smoking flask. In other words, if there's a little bit of fire, he's not going to blow it off. Amen. So he will always make sure that if he finds me here, he's going to lift me there. Wangitatala. You see, it doesn't say, look. Jesus doesn't do that. Amen. He tatter me here. 
and then he suselled me. Amen. 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 <laughs> Mr. MJ is to Amen. That is my Jesus. He always lifts us up. Amen. Amen. Yeah, even in English we've got that song. He lifted me up. He mighty clay. And he planted my feet on the king's highway. And that is the reason I sing and I shout. Oh, Jesus came down and he lifted me up. Amen. Amen. That's what Jesus does with me. But if your Jesus is the one who keeps on taking people and putting them down, that's not my Jesus. He finds you in a deep miry clay and he plants your feet on the king's highway. And then you say in Africans, they ate the mother's leg. He plants he plus me foot. You see, it seems that Jesus, that, that song that we sang at first, uh, what language is that? Okay. So it seems the Jesus of the Zulus. <laughs> and then we, re, we, we, in English it says, he lifted me up. And the Jesus of the English people. And the Jesus of the Africaners. And maybe if you go to some of our languages also, you'll find the same Jesus also picking people up, lifting them up, and placing them on the king's highway. Amen. Amen. And the problem usually is our own tongue reversing that. Amen. But as for God, he says, as for me, my covenant with them is this. I put my spirit upon them, and I put my word in their mouth, so that their lips can always speak that. Amen. Amen. So, <clears throat> Joshua 1 verse 8. This New book King of James. the law, yeah. <clears throat> this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Again, do you see this thing of the mouth? Your tongue indeed is a pen of a ready writer. Amen. Mm-hmm. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Mm. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. You see, we always want to be prosperous. But your prosperity is not far away, it's, it's within reach. Your success is not far away, it's within reach. Because your tongue is a pen of a ready writer. So he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. He has placed this word. He says, as for me, my covenant with them is that my spirit that is upon them and the word that I've placed in their mouth shall not depart from their lips. So if I were to ask you, what have you been speaking of late? When last did you speak the word? 
No wonder things are the way they are. Because you are not writing. Your pen, instead of writing blue, is writing red. So how do you get blue results with a red pen? Hmm? You can't. Isn't it? Hmm. So if you want blue results, you need to have a blue pen. Amen. So some of you are wishing for blue results with a red pen. Every time you write, it's red. But you want blue. Red. You want blue. Red. So what you need to change, he says, my heart is full of a good word. And my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Amen. When I want blue, my pen writes blue. Because I've been filling it with blue. Amen. As I fill my heart with a good word. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night. So every time, I'll be thinking about the word. What does God say about me? My heart is inditing a good matter. And my, pen, my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. And he says, if you keep that word and meditate upon it day and night, then you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. Do you see that it seems your success is not based on what somebody says about you? Mm, you, your tongue. Your success or your failure is in your tongue. And you say, but pastor, you don't understand. The people that are close to me, they always take, talk negative. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, who does not sit at the seat of the scornful, who does not stand in the way of sinners. So, if that company is not a good company, then I'd rather not associate with that company because every time I come close to you, I always feel drained. I want, I want people that will always be lifting me up. That even when I feel like I'm down, sometimes you feel maybe a particular day you feel like you're down. And you just want people that says, it's all right. You want people that says, like Isaiah 3, 10, the, the, tell the Russians, it shall be well with them. So you want somebody to say, it will be all right. Amen. Amen. All is well. Amen. The Lord is in charge. Amen. 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 So he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. And that is the word of faith that we preach. Because sometimes we think, my success is far. And sometimes we blame other people for our failures. But you can write your destiny. You can, it might be that, because you know when you are still young, your parents usually write your destiny, isn't it? Some of us, they give us names that you realize they were fighting here. My parents were fighting here. Now they use that name and they give it on you. It, doesn't, it didn't start with our parents. Even during the times of the Bible, there, there was this man called Jabez. Jabez, by the way, you may think like it's a very nice English name. <laughs> Literally, it means uh, pain, sorrow maker. So it means it's not only our parents who had these things. Even those days. You know that like Africans pride themselves as if they are good uh, ancestral worshippers, as if they are, they've originated. No, these things of worshipping ancestors and idols, they were there many, many years ago, and you will read them in the Bible. So it means most of these things, we need to say, but what does God say about me? More than all these other things, because my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. 
and my success. So I was saying for parents, some of the parents may say some things. And before you get born again, maybe you were also saying things that pull you down. But you remember the song of Jimmy Swaggart? Mercy rewrote my life. So it means my life was written in a certain way. There was a certain tongue that spoke words of curse upon my life. But the time I met Jesus, mercy. Can somebody just do that one? Just, just, just the first stanza. Are you? Let's do the mercy part. Because I want, I want it that, because some of you, you say, Pastor, you just don't understand my background. You just don't understand where I come from. Mercy. Amen. So it means if my life was written in a wrong way, I like it that when I come into contact with Jesus, my life is rewritten afresh. Then I can say, mercy rewrote my life. Amen. I was supposed to be going to the ditch, but mercy rewrote my life. I've been given another chance. Amen. Because people usually won't give you a chance. They will be telling you what you did in 1980. Because some of the people here were born. But as for mercy, rewrote my life. Amen. So mercy rewrites my life. Amen. My life, if it was not well written, mercy rewrites it. And once mercy does that, I'm not going to reverse it. Because I like it this way. I like to be placed on the king's highway. Amen. I like it when God lifts me up. Romans 10, 6 to 11. Romans 10, 6 to 11, New King James Version. But the righteousness of faith speaks this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we preach, which we preach. Amen. You can edit there. So he says, some people usually keep on saying, but this Christianity thing is difficult, man. It's far. It's, it's, it's not easy to reach. See, some of you say, who will go into heaven to bring the word for us? Who will go into the deep to bring the word for us? Actually, this was quoted from Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy, it even says, who will, the word is not even over the sea. Do you know that there are some people who believe their miracle is overseas? You've got to fly to go and get your miracle. Ha! <laughs> huh? I don't understand that. As for me, my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. So I write my miracle. Amen. Because I've received the word. I've I've received what God has said about me. Amen. And mercy has rewritten my life. So if mercy has rewritten my life, 
and my tongue is keeping keep on speaking the good word, then I'm blessed. Amen? My blessing is not, I don't have to fly to go and get my blessing. I can get it here. Amen? I can fly for holiday. Amen. But not to get my, not to get my blessing. Amen? Because this verse here, it says, don't say it's so far. Who will go there and get it for us? Who will go, in, in Deuteronomy it says, who will go over the sea to get it for us? Who will go under the earth to get it for us? But the word is where? It's near you. In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And that's the word of faith which we'll keep on preaching. That's what we'll keep on telling you in this church. That the word is near you. Your miracle is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. So as it is in your heart and you are indicting a good matter and you are overflowing with a good word, then your tongue, let your tongue write your destiny. Let your tongue be that pen of a ready writer and write the good things that you want to see. So each one of us, we've got a chance to write our own destinies. Amen? You cannot change your past, but you can change your destiny. Like I talked about Jabez. Even though his parents had called him pain, sorrow maker, the Bible says because the mother bore him in pain. He says, oh Lord. Actually, it's that, that verse starts by saying, Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. His mother has named him Jabez because she bore him in pain. But he prayed to the God of Israel and said, Oh, Lord, that you may bless me indeed. And keep me away from pain. Amen. Yeah, we always think of, Oh, Lord, that you may bless me indeed. He even canceled what they had said about him. He said, and keep me away from pain. Oh, and enlarge my territory. You see, he's rewriting his script. Amen? And enlarge my territory. And the Bible says, and God granted him his request. Amen? So, that scripture for me, about Jabez, it just says to me, you can't blame your past for your future failures. Because you can change it. Amen. 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 So if they called you Jabez, you can declare and say, oh Lord, that you may bless me. Because some of you would be saying, what can I do? They called me Jabez. That's why my lot in life is like this. You see, other people are fortunate. And for me, things didn't work out. I was born like this and I will die like this. You haven't re heard about Jabez. Amen. Amen. So, if mercy can rewrite somebody's life, I also want my life to be rewritten. If I don't like that script, I want to hear what God says about me. And once I hear what God says about me, I'm not going to reverse it. Amen. Don't reverse it. So he says that word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. So your success is near you. Tell your neighbor your success is near you. Your, is near you. your prosperity is near you. Your, 
in your mouth, and in your heart. Amen. As simple as that. You know that people like difficult things. Hmm. I'm reminded about, you remember Naaman the leper? The Bible, the Bible is really well written. The Bible says Naaman was, it says he was, he was a great man, but he had leprosy. <laughs> you see? So putting that contrast, he was a great man. And he was a very well-known commander-in-chief of the army of Syria. And at that time, the Syrian army had conquered the world. But he had leprosy. So he had something that he couldn't solve even though he was mighty in battle. Amen? Because there are some people in the world we are living in, they are people of status, but they have leprosy. Amen? Yeah, you may be a person of status, and you have a leprosy. Something that you can't cure on your own. We wonder, how? How can this person behave like this? He doesn't even respect his position. No, he has leprosy. <laughs> so Naaman is a great man, but he has leprosy. That's it. Because some of you think if you are Naaman and you are a great man, then you are completely well in every respect. No, you can have leprosy. Something that you can't do on your own. Now, a certain damsel who was also captured to Syria, she said, if my master could just know that in Israel there is a man of God, that he could get his miracle. He could get his victory. Because he did not know God. And then he went there. He thought that the man of God was going to come. He said, I thought the man of God would come and wave his hand. The man of God will do this. Do you know that some people, they ask us to pray for them or they ask us to help them in their own way. Hmm. A person comes to you, they want you to help them. And when you want to help them, they want you to help them in their own way. Why didn't they just help themselves? So if you go to somebody for help, let them help you in the way they know you need help. So he says, I thought he was going to come. And then he was angry. Because the, the man of God said, go and wash in the river Jordan and you will be clean. Your leprosy will go. She said, I thought the man of God would come and do this and this and this. And the Bible says he was angry and he was going away. Still with leprosy. Okay? Now, his servant said, but my master, what the man of God asked you to do, is it really a difficult thing? It's a very simple thing. If he had asked you a difficult thing, I bet you, you were going to do it. But just to be told, go and wash in the river Jordan. He says, no, are there no better rivers in Damascus where I'm coming from? Is the Abana and the Pafara not better rivers in Damascus? Are they not better than Jordan? Why do I have to be healed just in Jordan? Reluctantly. Anyway, I lose nothing. He tried. Went there, river Jordan, washed, and he was cleansed. Amen. Amen. So some of you, you are missing the Lord's miracle because of your intellectual abilities. You, so much, you, are, you are too overeducated for the word. And you miss your miracle. 
Because you keep on reasoning, is the Damascus, is the above, the Pafara and the Abana not better rivers than this Jordan? If God says do it this way, do it that way. If the Bible says those who believe will lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover, when we lay hands on you, just believe you are healed and receive it. As simple as that. Sometimes we like things that have to make sense. Faith does not always make sense because it's faith. And it doesn't have to make sense. Amen. Amen. You just believe it. Because the Lord has spoken it. So it says this word is in your mouth, in your heart, and in your mouth. So I want us to start descending now. Okay, let's begin our descent. We've been cruising, isn't it? Yeah, we need to begin our descent. So cabin crew, we're beginning our descent now. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We'll do it in the New King James Version. Because I want you to understand that when you believe it in your heart, if your heart is full of a good word, may your tongue always be the pen of a ready writer, that you always speak what you believe. 2 Corinthians 4.13, New King James Version. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Amen. Do we also have the same spirit of faith? I do. I believe and I speak. I believe it in my heart as my heart is indicting a good word. Indicting a good matter. Overflowing with a good word. And I speak it. Amen. He says we also have the same spirit of faith. We believe and therefore we speak. Even God, when he created the heavens and the earth, he spoke. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. Even though it was dark. You see, his, his tongue was a pen of a ready writer. Amen. You don't speak darkness because it's dark. You speak what you want to see. Amen. He says we have the same spirit of faith. We believe and we also speak. So what you speak, some of the people sometimes you speak negative word because that's what is full in your heart. That's why it's very important to store the word of God in your, in your heart. That your tongue will speak that word. Let's go to the book of James, chapter 3, because James puts something here very interesting. Because this I see, even among children of God. You know, we were worshiping now. We were worshiping just a few hours ago, five, I think a few minutes ago, worshiping and praising God with the very same tongue, the pen of a ready writer. But he says this pen, it also writes bad things sometimes. When you, if you were now just praising God and when you go out of here, now you are gossiping about your sister or your brother. James says, but that's surprising. How can a fountain give forth bitter water and sweet water at the same time? It ought not be so, my brethren. So let's hear James. James chapter 3, verse 8 to 12, King James Version. 
But no man can tame the tongue. It is unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Okay, so you see that <laughs> as much as the tongue can be a, a pen of a good, of a ready writer, it can only write what you have filled your heart with. Okay? Like I told you, if your pen, your pen is full of red ink, it will always write red. If your pen is full of blue ink, it's always going to write blue. So he says, the tongue, the other, so now the tongue here is full of deadly poison. So that is the tongue. Some people's tongues are like that. Full of deadly poison. Some people's hearts, because if your heart is full of poison, then your tongue will be full of poison. Continue. With it, we bless our God and Father, mm. and with it, we curse men. We have been made in the similitude of God. How? The same tongue. Come to church, you hallelujah with it. And thou art holy. Thou art mighty. And as we do that, we are blessing the Lord with the tongue. But it says with the same tongue, you go and curse people. You go and reverse the blessing. Because he says, I've been given a command to bless. God has blessed, and I'm not going to reverse it. Okay? Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. How? Out of the same mouth? Now you're getting blessing and cursing. This sounds strange. James, it sounds strange. Just continue, James. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Yeah, I agree, James. I was also <laughs> surprised. I was also surprised how the same tongue can produce blessing and at the same time curses. What kind of tongue is that? Do they have this thing they say, you've got fogged tongue? What, what do they say? Yeah. <laughs> Because it seems this tongue can speak blessing and at the same time this tongue, can, this tongue can speak a curse. This tongue can pray for people but this tongue can also gossip. This tongue... Okay, James says it ought not be so, my brethren. Mm -hmm. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Does it do that? Any of you have ever seen a spring that has got bitter water and sweet water from the same spring? James says, uh -uh. it ought not be so, brethren. This is surprising. Mm -hmm. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Is it? Mm -mm. Huh? Any of you have seen fig trees bearing olives? He says, or a vine bearing figs. It doesn't happen like that. Mm -hmm. Does no spring yields both salt water and fresh? Yeah. So it means if your tongue has been blessing God, it should also be blessing the people. 
It should also speak well. Words of encouragement. Amen? Words of building up. So that then you won't be double, your tongue won't be, we, we say, call it fog tongue. Yeah. I don't know what it means, but my interpretation is that one because it's got two pointings blessing and cursing. And he says, it ought not be so, brethren. Amen. So as we land, Revelation chapter 12, 11 and 12, New King James Version. Revelation chapter 12, 11 and 12, New King James Version. I want to see, I want you to see how they overcame when, when, when war broke out in heaven, Michael and his angel fought against the dragon. The dragon fought back, but he was not strong enough. They overcame him. But how did they overcome him? And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Okay. So they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. We also, having the same spirit of faith, we overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Amen. 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 So it seems like my tongue is not only a pen of a ready writer to write my own destiny, but it also I use the same tongue to overcome the enemy. Because the Bible says, take unto you the word of God which is the sword of the Spirit. So it means if I've taken that word and that word is in my lips, I can speak against the works of the enemy as if I'm using the sword. Amen. And I overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Verse 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, mm. and you who dwell in them. Woe mm. to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. Mm. For the devil has come down to you, mm. having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. So it seems like there is an angry devil down here. Tell your neighbor, it seems like there's an angry devil down here. <laughs> Amen. You see, okay, in that book, The Extraordinary Life, so we also talk about this thing where, you see, the, because the devil has been thrown down and is very angry, God did not leave us defenseless. Amen? He has given us his armor so that we can deal with the angry devil. Amen? So that we can use the, take unto you the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. So that is the sword against the enemy. Then we can overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So even if he's around here and he's angry and all that, doesn't matter. He's under our feet. We know how to handle him. We've been equipped. Amen? And even as you come to church regularly, you are coming to be serviced. Do you know people who, who miss church? They usually are the ones who give us more trouble. Because the devil keep on clapping them. And they can't fight. You see? But at least if you have been made wise and you look at the word and you say, but the word says this. And you stand on the word. And when you feel like he's pressurizing a bit more, you say, Pastor, can you stand with me in faith on this? 
Even when you speak, we can hear that you are, you are already armored and ready. But now if you come to me and you are writing red and you want blue, you're making my job very difficult. Because now I've got to take your pen. First, in those days we used to, <laughs> so I've got to first remove that red ink. And the devil is still clapping as I'm removing the red ink. You see, and now we've got to fill it with blue so that when we speak blue, you also speak blue. But if you are always there in the feet of Jesus, even when the enemy comes and attacks you, your language will be different. Even when the enemy is attacking you, you know how to speak the word. And as you are speaking it, even when you say, Pastor, believe God with me. Let's believe God together. I need the anointing of the Lord upon your life to align with my faith. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She said, if I can just touch his garment, I will be made whole. So she had the faith. And Jesus had the anointing. So I want that when you come to servants of God, come in faith. Just only be saying, I only need the anointing. I just need to touch the, the garment. I want to connect my faith with the anointing that's upon you, men of God. Because if you want men of God to believe for you, <laughs> that's why you will be abused. You will find that every time it's got to be men of God. Because you want men of God to believe for you. But if you are believing God, many of the things you will find, you're settling them, settling them. You know how to put this one. It is written and it works, it works. And for those ones that you feel, now here I need the men of God. You're going to the men of God having faith in you. Amen? And you say, I need the anointing that's upon you, men of God, that we may connect with my faith. Like the woman with the issue of blood said, if I can just touch his garment, I will be made whole. And then she was made whole. Because sometimes some of you find that you're coming to us, but because you regularly miss church, you didn't even hear this message today, that your pen, your tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Now, you're writing all reds, and, but we want blue. And the Lord unfortunately says, even God himself, he says, I'm bound by what you say. Let's land with it. Numbers 14.28. New King James Version. Cabin crew, we are landing now. Amen. Numbers 14.28. New King James Version. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. Hmm. Even God says... The way that you've spoken it, it seems it's got to go that way. Hmm. Because what happened is that these people, I told you about the, 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 the 12 spies, as they went to spy the land. 10 came back and said, we saw the giants there, the sons of Anak. And we saw that we were like grasshoppers in their eyes, and so were we in our own eyes. And we cannot overcome them. And Caleb and Joshua said, we are well able. We are well able to overcome them. They will be like bread for us. Their defense is taken away from them. Now, you see these two groups. Now God says, 
As I heard you speak, that's exactly what will happen in your lives. And the ones who were saying it's not possible, they even said, were there no graves in Egypt when you took us from there? We are all going to die here in the wilderness. And what happened to them? They died there. As you've said it, so the Bible says all those 19 and under, <laughs> 19 and over, they all remained there because they said we are going to remain and die here. He said, except for my servant, Caleb and Joshua, because they had a different spirit in them. Do I have some Caleb's and Joshua's here among us? Amen. 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 So be a Caleb or a Joshua in the group. When the group says it's not possible, we are going to die in the wilderness, you say, I'm well able. Amen. When the group says, oh, this module, you know, there's nobody who passes this. You all, we always fail. You know this module, it's a very difficult module. You know this, at least, <laughs> I remember the other words I said, to my brother many, many years ago, before I went to the medical school. I had passed well, standard. This, those days it was still called standard 10, what you guys call, call grade 12. And I was going to study medicine. Then my brother was saying, no, you know, people who go to those universities, they fail a lot. You know, it's very difficult there. So go to university and just do any other thing and you don't have to go for that because you will fail there and still come back here anyway. <laughs> so my attitude at that time was, but are there some people who pass? Yeah. You said they are. You said I will be among those. <laughs> Amen. Because people will tell you this is a very difficult subject. Ask them, are there some people who pass? Yes, I will be among those. Amen. Amen? Yeah, and indeed I passed. Amen. Yeah. So that's what you need to do. So he says, as I have heard them speak. Because those ones who said we are going to die in the wilderness, they died in the wilderness. Joshua and Caleb said we are well able. They were well able. They got into the promised land. So we're going to get a song. Let's start by thanking God for the word that we've heard. Then we will get a song. If any of you are not feeling well in your body, I believe you will come to the fore in faith. And say, Pastor, lay hands on me. I'll be healed. Because the Bible says those who believe will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. And as I get healed, even when I move from here, my tongue is not going to reverse that healing. Because God has blessed, God has healed, I'm not going to reverse it. So let's stand up, thank God for the word that we've heard. After that, the worship team, we should be moving to the fore. And then if any of you is not feeling well in your body, you will come to the fore, I'll pray for you.